Hello, and welcome to the Out of Routine podcast. This is sort of the first episode. Um, there's an episode before this that is uh, basically uh, an interview with me, just kind of introducing you to me if you don't know who I am. Um, anyways, this is my first official episode with me interviewing somebody. I thought it was very fitting to uh, do this first episode with the guy that kind of inspired me to talk in front of a mic and do a podcast. And that is my father, um, the man that kind of taught me how to uh, tell stories. I sat my entire life in front of a campfire or just sitting at home and listening to his his stories. He, he has a very good way um, or entertaining way of uh, telling his stories about his life if it's about work or motorcycle riding or, you know, any, anything that he does, um, it's always entertaining. I don't know of a single person that doesn't enjoy, um, sitting and talk with him. Although, uh, I do have a lot of friends that, uh, I do know that are personal friends with, um, my dad as well, um, that look when he calls and uh, looks at the time and like, well, I don't have 45 minutes. So he's a big talker as, as I, as am I, you know, that that's what I'm doing. A podcast is because I love to talk. It's something that I've really enjoyed doing. I like communicating with people and, you know, having conversations and all that other stuff. So this is a very unique podcast because, you know, my dad's not really a big fan of saying yes to kind of, stuff like this, um, getting him in front of a mic and trying to have a story with him. I knew it was going to be a challenge. So I had to do it in the perfect way possible. And the only thing I could think of was sitting in, you know, outside having a cigar. I think he would be more open to it. Um, so unfortunately there is some background noise on this because we are sitting out in his backyard um, and we're having cigars. So there's every once in a while, and I apologize now because it kind of annoyed me when I was listening back on it. Um, but you'll hear kind of pausing and it's us just taking a drag at the same time. I wouldn't recommend smoking a cigar and while trying to do a podcast, I know there's a few famous podcasts that, that they sit and smoke cigars all the time, but they have it down. Um, apparently we didn't, um, so anyways, that's kind of a quick apology. Um, either way, it's very entertaining. I um, do love sitting and talking to my dad, especially in front of the mics. So um, a few things about this podcast as well before I start this. Um, for one thing, there is uh, one point in this podcast where I talk about um, CVT tents and I'll have a they're a sponsor and I'll have promo codes. Um, I am no longer associated with that uh, company uh, as of this time. Um, so I don't have a promo code, even though I did at one time. Um, I just kind of want to throw it out there because it, it wasn't really explained and I didn't really throw out a promo code or anything. But um, if anybody was wondering, um, that's, that's not the case now. Um, and it, it's a very long story, but it doesn't need to be said on the podcast. I just wanted to throw that out there because um, I have a feeling that people will be coming back to me that know me 
asking him to be about that um, whole situation. So I didn't cut it out because it was kind of intertwined with other conversations that we were having. So it is what it is. It was kind of raw. That's what I want this podcast to be. It's just kind of a raw like conversation. No editing. No cutting out through through the the podcast. So, anyways, I really hope you enjoyed this. Um, you do kind of get a glimpse of my mom in the background as well, which is really nice. I, I would like to do a podcast with her eventually, but she's um, not really amped up to. Uh, sit in front of the mic the way my dad was um and it was really hard for me to get in front of the mic with him so anyways i hope you like it and um i hope you continue listening to all the other ones as well oh man (laughs) this stupid thing's going just a second there we go (laughs) was that a time bomb or (laughs) it's uh if you're doing musical stuff you won't hear it on the recording, but it keeps your rhythm. Oh, I see. This is a terrible way of starting a podcast. I think that's the exact same thing I said that, uh, okay, there, good enough for you. It's the same thing I said with Ian. I was like, oh, this is a great, great uh, way of starting the podcast. So, all right. Right on. So we're outside and we're enjoying the weather and uh, out here talking to one another. Yeah, except there's two giant microphones in front of our face and we have stupid headsets on. So <laughs> you can't be normal. You can't. No. You can't. There's no way of being no. normal with these things in front of you. You're kind of like, yeah. hmm, we can just really, you know, get into a good topic or whatever. And then all of a sudden with this in front of you, you kind of go blank. Yeah, go blank or whatever. But... um. So yeah, so there there's no topic to this podcast. This is just recording with you. So, right on. I don't want to talk about work. <laughs> you don't want to talk about work? Okay. No. Oh, that's great. I, I'm pretty sure my listeners would be just fine with you not talking about work. So, where do you work? Being that, uh, being that. Not a lot of people that listen to this. No. Uh, by the way, this is my my dad, Tim, allegedly. <laughs> you can call me Timothy. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> Timothy. Yeah. No, you better call me Dad. Yeah, like we're dad. we're sitting here in the backyard of his house. <laughs> um, having a cigar. Figure I'd grab the mics and start talking. So we speak into the mic. Yeah, speak into the mic. <laughs> My mom is here as well uh, as our audience, I guess. Hi. <laughs> uh, uh, faintly, hi. Don't touch the table. Yeah, we it the, it picks up a lot. Yeah. So. So, anyways, so where do you work, Tim? Timothy, Dad, Uncle. Tim. (laughs) 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 Milkman, Tim. I'm your father's brother's sister's roommate. Um, I work at Alta Forest Products. Okay. So a lumber mill. Yes. It's a lumber mill that 
only does cedar fencing. How long have you been there? 38 years. <clears throat> so almost 40 years. No, 38 years. <laughs> it's two, two I, I years always, shy. Yeah. <laughs> I always just give up and just say, oh, he's been there for 40 years. I think I've been saying that for 40 past, years. <laughs> for, for the past 10 years. So. And how many fingers do you have? <laughs> well, this one. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> The audience wants to know. 40 years at a lumber mill. Cutting wood. I have all my fingers. Yeah? How many work? (laughs) (laughs) How many what? How many work? Like eight out of the (laughs) (laughs) ten? They all work. It's just once, once, it kind of works. Oh, it moves a little bit better than before. Well, actually, that joint ended up working better yeah this one here because it's compensating for the one that doesn't work <laughs> and that goes on the on the clutch <laughs> yeah oh i do a lot of a lot of bike riding too motorcycle riding dirt yes. bike riding. dirt bike yeah environmentally unsafe dirt bike riding it's like an npr like so you destroy our destroy our woods with your gas guzzling motorcycles please tell us about it and our gas guzzling chainsaws that cuts down the cedar for lumber yeah yeah (laughs) so they can build their homes and then sit there on their blogs and complain about people and sit out in the backyard and look at our cedar fence that's in the backyard yeah of course of course yeah Yeah, because they can see that we can The, the bad thing about smoking cigars is it's going to smoke cigars for the rest of the time. You can take these things off and wash them, can't you? Possibly. So so you've been there for 38 years. Yes. You have all 10 of your fingers. Yes. Now, what was the worst day on the job in 38 years? Like, what what stands out in 38 years? There has to be one day that was just terrible. Well, yeah, it's wintertime. Mainly all the winter times, but wintertime when uh, we had an ice storm uh, probably about 20 years ago. Yeah. It might have been longer. I don't know. But uh, the wood was all frozen, mm-hmm. and uh, we have to be on size on cutting fencing and when it's frozen it doesn't stay on size because the saw doesn't cut through the wood correctly yeah so that was yeah it was miserable being cold and trying to keep the wood on size and winters are really bad yeah not as See, our winters here in Washington isn't that bad compared to a lot of right. other parts of the country. Right, exactly. Well, way. we have a mill up there in um, um, Idaho that's uh, pretty close to the Canadian border, and it gets 
really cold over there. And, but they have different types of saws that they run during the winter than what we do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, um, it could be very complicated in cold weather, I think. Anything, you know, even what I do. Right. So, it can get, you know, building homes and even, you know, doing the fireplaces. Cold weather is just kind of, it makes it really hard. I think another bad time that I remember very well was, um, 30 years ago on a Super Bowl weekend I uh, used to drink and I went into the lumber mill after a Super Bowl party and I was still pretty buzzing yeah. from drinking so much and uh, that was pretty miserable going in with a hangover and still being half drunk yeah. and uh my boss noticed it and smelt it on me, and he sent me home. And I, I thought I lost my job for sure, but lo and behold, I never did. But yeah. uh, that was uh, that was the day I quit drinking. So you've been sober for thirty years. Thirty years. Now you were a borderline alcoholic before then, or just you loved to drink. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't tell you if I was an alcoholic or not because I never been an alcoholic before. So, yeah, I I don't know how to compare it. <laughs> yeah, I drank a lot. I did. Yeah. I well, I, I guess used to drink a lot. Alcoholism would be like you couldn't live without it. So, if you could go, if well, you couldn't go the whole weekend without drinking, then you have a problem. And not just drinking. Like, well, you could have a beer. I think it has to do with, like, if somebody did go out and get totally crap-faced like I did, and you feel terrible the next day, but after work, say, they didn't get sent home like I did, but say that they didn't get sent home, and they go home, and they drink again. Yeah. I would call that a pretty much... Yeah, they, Full would, they would drink because they were pissed <laughs> right. off. Yeah, full-fledged drunk. Yeah, you know, alcoholic. But uh, no, when I got drunk and if I felt terrible, I I go a week without drinking. Yeah, you know. So I I wouldn't say that I was an alcoholic, but I could have been. It, it was headed that way. Yeah, I was headed that direction. Well, I. I, of course, never remembered you drinking. No. And, of course, I'm sober as well. Exactly. Uh, But it's... I can see it being a problem. So. Oh, yeah. Um, if, If somebody's in the family that is like that, that actually um, likes to get drunk every day or whatever, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, anything can be a problem. Like, this this is my 
fourth or fifth cigar in a row. Um, I, you know, one cigar a day. For yeah. The past five days, and that that could tend to be a problem. Like when, so when I came back from the Middle East. Sorry, um, when I came back from the Middle East, I had a problem. I knew I had a problem. I could feel it. Like I was itching to have some sort of tobacco product. If it was not a cigar, it was the hookah. Oh. And I was like eager to have it. Mm. So I, I didn't notice just because I, I smoked so much of the, the hookah when I was in the Middle East that um, that could tend to turn into a problem. That's why I, I quit for a month after I got back. And uh, Well, does those hookahs have nicotine? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, well, nicotine is a drug. Well, no, it's it's the same, same as this. It's just it's uh, uh, the hookah is a um, tobacco that's um, soaked in honey or molasses. A flavored molasses makes different flavors. Um, I could be wrong with that. I'm pretty sure if somebody's listening, yelling at their radio, <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. How do you not know? <laughs> smoking a joint um but yeah it, it was but i would smoke the entire thing so some people that smoke cigarettes would believe it or not I, I would smoke with a bunch of people that smoke cigarettes and they would smoke it for like 10 minutes and then put it down and i would sit there and smoke the entire thing and you know blow smoke rings and it was just kind of a conversational thing but i i remember being in istanbul and i was just like hey hook me up because they would give it to me for free. Right. And so that was one of the big things was like, well, if I get it for free, then hook me up (laughs) and they would get it all together for me and I would have the hookah. And then once it was out, it was just like, man, I shouldn't have done that. And then the next day it was the same thing. Like go up there and want to smoke. But I, I took that month off afterwards because I had a feeling that I was getting more and more eager with um with having some sort of tobacco product that i said oh well i feel like i'm having a problem so that's that's when i decided oh, i'll stop stop for a month and I, my, I every time i smell a cigar or cigarette or anything my mar- mouth would water and that's when i knew i was like yeah i was having a problem so quit for the whole month and then after that i felt fine but then of course i had bicycle events and all that other stuff right and i for some reason thought that, that was going to affect it which i don't think it did just because i don't inhale so oh, that's true. it's not ruining my lung capacity but you can get you can get cancer in other ways with it so oh yeah and you know i i smoke the cigar now but here and i don't know when i'm gonna if i post this i don't know what it's gonna be but um I'm getting ready to spend a year on a bicycle. Yeah. And probably won't smoke cigars. No, you probably. Or it, cut it down to like once every six months, maybe. Yeah, if, you, if you, know. you can find cigars over there. Oh, you can find cigars over there. But they're probably not good either. So I never know, you know. We live a long ways away from Dominican Republic or Cuba. <laughs> yeah, but we get cigars here. Yeah, well, but we're in the same continent. 
but either way, I, I know they have cigars there, but it's the fact of like how well are their cigars preserved on shipping over there. And they would have Cuban cigars and stuff. But then again, I found cigars in the Holy Land in Israel. And I smoked a cigar in uh, Israel. So, and that's that's pretty far away. Yep. So, and that was a really good cigar. So, yeah. you know, I had a cigar in Cambodia, for goodness sakes. You know? Right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Well, if you minify them, you know, they're going to be good. Oh, yeah. And then they're wrapped up when they're made. And you can keep them wrapped up for three weeks without having them dry out. Yeah. But and as soon as I get God. cigars, I put them in my humidor. So yeah, I keep them nice and fresh. So how long have you been riding motorcycles? Since 1968. Okay. So what is that? 41 years? It's 2019. Oh, no, no, no. no. 51, 51 years. 51 years. 51 years. Sorry. Terrible at math. You know, I, I talk on, in front of a speaker. I, I, I'm not college educated. <laughs> <laughs> I can think anybody like will it. notice? <laughs> I, who knows? <laughs> See, that, that's the bad thing about having a podcast where you're having a cigar. I don't know how. I, I've I've listened to other podcasts and they mention that they smoke a cigar or smoke a joint while they're doing it. But there's no pauses. And I was like, I, I don't. I don't get how they do that. <laughs> but then again, they wait for the other person to talk a long sentence. <laughs> and then they take their toke or whatever they need to do yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, I don't know how people do this drunk like sit here and have a construction have you heard a podcast of somebody who was drunk on? oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh the, the joe Rogan experience they oh. it when they do in the like sober october the day after oh yeah uh like november 1st podcast they are filthy drunk all four of them so, <laughs> and, uh, I, yeah, they, they, they go all out. So right on. And it's still entertaining. So well, hell yeah. But they're all comedians. As well. They're comedians. Yeah. They Why can. wouldn't it be good? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, so been riding since 1968. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I don't consider myself good, but. I love writing. Well, you're, what, 60, you'll be 62 this year? Yes. And you're you're still going strong. Uh-huh. You, know, you don't ride nearly as much as you did when I had a motorcycle. I don't know. I'm riding a lot of events lately. Yeah, but not nearly as much. Like, we are out almost every weekend. Well, I wanted you to like it. <laughs> yeah I did but it, it's a um, it's pretty impressive when you're you know 62 years old and you're still out there doing events by yourself or with people so 
well, most of those events is with a lot of people that are there at the event, but for having a friend with me or something, it's kind of hard to do. Like, everybody who I graduated with, you know, that used to ride dirt bikes, they don't ride dirt bikes no more. They ride road bikes or yeah. or just completely got out of it. So, yeah, I like it and always have, and it kind of gets me away from things. But then again, I work hard. I do labor work. And yeah. I think it keeps me in shape for uh, riding a dirt bike. You could ask any of my friends, you know, like Lee, he'll tell you that, you know, the reason why I'm on a bike is because I work hard. Yeah. Yeah, if you sat behind a desk or just, you know, had a sit-down job or drove around and stuff like that, it, I don't think you would be in the same shape. No, so. because I know with... Uh, one of my friends who used to go out riding a lot and everything, and he hit these events that I would hit. And uh, the day after or three days after, he's just he can hardly walk, and he decided to call it good after that. He said he couldn't, didn't like the soreness, and didn't want to work his way out of the soreness. And he always thought of that before he even went on the event. You know, oh man, I'm gonna yeah, get so see, that's... so sore. I don't want to. Yeah. Do that. That... That, at that point, the, the soreness, especially working hard and doing whatever you're doing, I think the soreness is worth it at the end. Oh, like yeah, you feel yeah, like right. you accomplished something. Yeah. Like what we were talking about, we were talking about um, uh, doing lawn work on the weekends. And uh, I am currently taking care of the neighbor's yard. And it's my first time since I was a kid that I was mowing somebody else's yard and getting uh, all done. Mind you, it is a riding lawnmower. So <laughs> I, I, I'm having a lot more fun just going around in circles on that thing. But either or, it's it's it, it's accomplishing. Once you're done with it and you look and you're like, oh, that looks good. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the same thing with dirt bikes. Like you get sore and you're trying to take your stuff off, but you're freezing cold because it's a cold you know it's dead of winter or yeah. whatever it's still once you get you know you start eating something you have the bikes loaded up and you're driving away you feel like you accomplished something right. even though it, technically you didn't you just went and had fun but it was worth it you know it's a little yeah. escape of life and when you don't do drugs anymore and of course i never did drugs um it's kind of that escape. It's that adrenaline kick exactly. that you need. It. Right. And it I, makes you want to go back more and more. Yeah, so. that's the way it is with me. It kind of, it's it's a freedom for me. Um, kind of gets me away from work, for one thing. Away from all kinds of things that the can clog. The, the oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, usually I go riding when she's working. So, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, how you, you you've been married for forty years? Forty years. Well, coming up to forty years. Yeah, forty-four years together. Yeah. So by this point, you're kind of used to the time to go riding and stuff like that. You kind of you don't even need to ask permission anymore, like well, most people that are pussy whipped and. They have to ask for, <laughs> ask for permission to do anything. Well, she, I, I had a bike before we were married, so she knew yeah. I loved 
riding motorcycles, so she knew what I was like. Yeah. So it kind of, she kind of. It got in her, uh, it, it, it was in the contract with the, the wedding. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. I, matter of fact, uh, our uh, wedding reception, I had went back home with a friend of mine to show him my bike that I had. Yeah. That I had just, uh, actually I bought it for, I think it was 50 bucks in a basket. And I ended up uh, doing a whole top in on it and yeah. putting it together. And I had just got it together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wanted to show my friend when we were over at the reception, my reception, I brought him over to my house and started up the bike and said, yeah, man, I put this all together myself, you know, did everything. Bought it for 50 bucks, 75 bucks to get it the top end done back then. Wow. 1979. That's, that's pretty cheap even now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was with, uh, oversized rings, oversized piston, and they honed out the, the cylinder. cylinder. Yeah. For the oversize. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, writing is definitely a, it, it definitely kept me out of trouble when I was a kid. Yeah. For the most part. I I, th- I think so. I was a bit of a mature kid for who I was. I think so too. But that definitely kept me out. And I remember, you know, stopping for a while and moving up to Bellevue and stuff like that. That was the one thing is that now all of a sudden I was becoming a, a hooligan, you know, driving around <laughs> like a maniac and stuff like that because I didn't have that escape. Right. And once you go out and you just beat the crap out of yourself and the bike, motorcycle riding for, you know, 60 miles or something like that throughout the day, you, it, it's kind of out of your system. Right. So, but I always found other ways, more reasonable ways, like, you know, riding bicycles and downhill, downhill yeah. bicycles, stuff yeah. like that. But it, you know, it, it's something that I, I miss terribly, but it, it'll be back. You know, I'll be back on a bike in no time just oh, yeah. because it's, it's always in, in my blood. Yeah. You never lose it. No. And never lose it. it's always there. Hell, I, my trip through, you know, the, uh, Southeast Asia, like I spent majority of the time on the bike, you know, it was a moped, but it was still, it, it was that kick to being on two wheels so well i told your mom that if i die stuff me and put me on my motorcycle and put it in the living room yeah have you have you seen that she said no oh (laughs) it costs too much (laughs) have you seen that guy that that got buried with his harley davidson no way yeah no i never heard of that let me see if i can find it please (laughs) talk amongst yourselves (laughs) I don't know if I get. Oh, it's still recording. Right on. Um, he literally got buried on his bike. Yeah. In a. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, he, they usually put you in a casket. Yeah. So the casket got um, turned into a um, plexiglass. It was just a plexiglass cube and they just had him. He wasn't stuffed. 
<laughs> well, no. <laughs> Formaldehyde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, they basically, they did this. Yeah, so they basically, yeah, literally. I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it cost a lot of money. Yeah, I won't um, have that much money to do that. Yeah, exactly. Sinico, <laughs> no, burn them. <laughs> yeah, just burn them. Just burn them. Yeah, burn them with the bike. <laughs> just... But yeah, that's, that's a, a guy that got buried with his... With his his beloved motorcycle, his Harley Davidson. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if That's you loved awesome. it, if you loved it that much, then I, why I love, not? <laughs> I love how, of course, the people that are listening to this can't see this, but it, they have a picture of it being towed on a little trailer, and they they must have they must have went around the town because there's there's Harley Davidson stuff in the background. Oh yeah, they went but all the way to the gravesite, just the like gravesite. that. Yeah, here's here's them putting him in the gravesite. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's unreal. That's so cool. That is unreal. Yeah. So. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, you can't. It's possible. Oh, it is, but yeah, not that it would happen. I mean, when I'm dead, I'm pretty sure that Senico. No, that ain't happening. Yeah. Well, he believed that it was going to happen, but no. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. How would yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. You'd be looking down at heaven like, well, so she's gone straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> she <No>. promised me. <laughs> well, I was talking to a good friend of mine and asked him, you think there's dirt bikes in heaven? He goes, I hope so. Hope you can fish up there too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you get up there if you believe in that. But you get up there and it's just like an amusement park <laughs> full of like adult <laughs> toys and stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like fishing and endless like lakes that have no end. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Jet skiing. I always wondered like, <laughs> you know how they have these flat earthers? Like is is heaven flat? <laughs> is, there, is there is there is it infinite or does it go around in a circle <laughs> who knows man that's a that's a question you it, have to is ask it, god when you get it, up there, is it actually in a cloud <laughs> really do yeah. you hop from cloud to cloud yeah do they are they worried about uh climate change <laughs> i don't think they are <laughs> no i don't think so either i don't think they are at all I mean that's a that's a total uh, different conversation when you think about something like that. You hope for the best. And yeah, you hope for the best. I think that makes a like I I think of religion as a way of um, it's a good excuse to to keep people honest and just genuinely a good people, no matter what religion it is. Right. And there's radicalists of all sorts you know we have the kkk here which are just radicalists you know christians basically um and then <clears throat> over there in you know the middle east they got al-qaeda and right the you know you know stuff like that you know uh 
whatever the ISIS and stuff like that, or ISIL or whatever they call on them in these days. Um, but yeah, it, but for the most part, like you see the Buddhist religion and they're just humble people. They are, you know, they, they treat even their worst enemies like they're their best friends. And I think that's the way to live life. Is yeah, I think everybody hold. should get along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd well, be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. But uh, we're, we aren't like that. We're humans, and humans get well, mad at each other. We are a um, well, we're tribal. We're a tribal people, and uh, our ancestors would would always root for the tribe that they're in. So when you see another tribe, you don't root for them. And that's why we ha- place judgment on people. Exactly. Because now we don't have those tribes. Right. And so you you hope for the best with your friends and family and people that you love. But majority of the time, you, you judge the person next to you in the Ferrari. And like, look at him wasting money. Like, not a Wouldn't lot of- you if you had that money? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but exactly. but that's the thing is that you always kind of belittle them because they have more than you, you do. Envy them. That you pretty, envy them, but you, I think you feel some sort of, um, some sort of jealousy when you envy them, and so you try to put them at your level. Like you look at a guy in a Ferrari or Mercedes or anything, and you look at them and you're like, I, I always look at them like, wow. Man, what a lucky guy. Huh? Yeah, until they cut you off or they don't use their blinker and then they're like, oh, look at that asshole. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh, oh, make you, so much money you can't use your <laughs> turn signal? Yeah, are you <laughs> stuck on your phone, you can't uh, can't use that blinker? Well, their phone is, you know, coming through a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they're hand-free hand type. Yeah, right. Yeah. I could only hope. And I'm talking on my CB, you know. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Yeah. I moved up in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so after these years of motorcycle riding and um, working at the lumber mill, yeah, um, we have chosen to go to Baja in the next what, five years or so. Well, give or take. <laughs> I want to. It's just uh, getting the bike and in the situation. Well, and for something like here. that, you can't use the bike that you have. No, I have no. to get. We would have to get something um, like an adventure bike of some sort. Right, that would but, um, ride on the freeway. Yeah, right on the you freeway would be comfortably. comfortable with. Yeah, something that uh, has... Um, Saddlebags so you can store your stuff, store food and tents and all that other stuff. And a lot more power. And a lot more power, yeah. It'd be nice. So we're talking a lot of CCs. But that's, that's, uh, I, I've never actually looked to see how many miles it is. It's a lot of miles. But the, the goal is, is to ride from Seattle or Olympia or where, right. um, where we're from, right here. Where we're from, um, all the way down to the tip of Baja. And back. And back, yeah. Sounds like an adventure. Yeah, it'd be a nice adventure. It'd be kind of a nice, being that I do a lot of these wild trips, it'd be nice to 
do that trip with you. So it'd be completely different, you know, because this trip that I'm planning now is basically the same thing, except I'm on a bicycle. Right. You know, it, I am the engine, unfortunately. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot slower. And uh, I, I will uh, s- hopefully sleep good every night, <laughs> you know, after 40 or 50 miles. So be going to bed about five o'clock. Waking up at four. Well, my <laughs> my friends that do um, long-term overland trips, yeah. and they live in their vehicles for a year at a time or whatever, they start to get in that mode of, I always call it the o- old people mentality of they go down when the sun sets. Right. You know, or they, they go, to, go to bed when the sun sets. And they Sleep wake with up. with the birds. Yeah. And they, they wake <laughs> up, you know, just just about sunrise and you know they take their time getting ready then they spend most of the majority of the day driving so or going and you know checking out the cities and stuff like that that that's one thing with this this event or this trip well every day is going to be an adventure well yeah but we don't need to book it no yeah especially with you being retired and hopefully me rich and famous off this podcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Here whatever. We go. <laughs> or whatever. I, I see money signs right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I do have um I I did get approved for one sponsor for the podcast. Oh cool. Um for C V T tents. But I can, I'm not advertising right. now. Um although once I put this out here that might change and what was that called again uh cvt tents <laughs> uh cascadia vehicle tents they're they're a great the great company um they, they make rooftop tents for vehicles for any sort that for is every, just too yeah, cool yeah, yeah. everything from you know land rovers land cruisers to chevy cobalts and you know little cars you little know cars. The people little pickups little pickups yeah, see yeah. that one yeah see see yeah yeah Oh yeah, I'm selling them right now. CCCTV, CVT, oh CVT. Yeah, there you go. Okay, well don't, I don't was mess wrong. it up. Oh Jeez. man, I just screwed it up. Yeah. And it's not a transmission for the people, <laughs> the technical people. It, it's not some Isn't of that an automatic. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's. A, I'm not going to get into that, but yeah, it's it's a gear system for some vehicles as well. Right, centrifugal. A centrifugal variable transmission, I think it's called, or something like that. Oh, I thought it was a clutch. Nah, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm not trying to sell those. <laughs> I know it's Cascadia Vehicle Dance, CVT.com. Go and um, use the promo code. If I have one by this point, I'll, I'll have it at the beginning or end of this. Of they this are month. cool. You have one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll be living in one for... Uh, the next year when I come back from this trip. So 2021 probably. Yeah. Or 2020, depending. So. It was definitely a conversation piece when we went to Odessa. I think it's <laughs> being less and less a conversational piece because they're getting so popular. They are. So what, when I took a picture of yours, there was I noticed in the picture there was one right behind it. Where uh, at um, Odessa? Odessa? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's. I didn't realize I even took a picture of it. Oh okay, yeah. It, 
Oh, okay. I, I can pause it. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. All right. Now we're we're gonna pause this. And we're back. Oh. Sorry about that. No problem. We Hope that uh Yeah, we, we got joined by uh two dogs, neighbors dogs, so you might hear that in the background, so we apologize. There's no way unless we uh throw some, you know, poison meat. Over the oh, side. don't I, even I, say oh, that. I shouldn't say that because that <laughs> might happen. <laughs> don't even. No, that dog's been here for, I bet she's going on six years. And oh, yeah. And then barked one like time from, I bet you, 10 o'clock at night till 2 o'clock. See, I, I don't understand that. How do the people that, you know, of course I don't own dogs, so I don't know, but how do people, like, not know that their dogs are barking in the back? I either they don't care or they're not home yeah one of the two yeah i just i never understood that i i've been you know all over the world they're like i remember ella has a neighbor and they they had a little yappy dog mm. in germany and that thing barked constantly i wonder but was was the bark in german possibly I, i'm possibly. not sure yeah yeah, yeah. Nine, nine 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sounded exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For people that uh, don't travel, that's 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 just what dogs sound like. Right. So I've I've got foreign dogs. There was one time I God I can't remember where I was. I was in somewhere in Southeast Asia, and uh, it was me and a um, a girl that I met there. And they were walking down, and there was a pack of dogs because they have wild dogs there. Oh. Or not wild dogs, just stray dogs. Stray dogs. And uh, a pack of stray dogs came after us and you have to basically act as if you're the alpha if what i've learned from i have a friend that have a bunch of um uh, huskies siberian huskies and uh he has like i don't know three or four of them and uh he went out there one time and i was out there with him and he was like you have to be aggressive they start to think that they can dominate you they will Oh. So you have to be more aggressive than they are, being that they're sled dogs, or ex-sled dogs. Oh, yeah. And so you basically, you have to go over, like, if they're fighting each other or something like that, you go and basically kick them, and don't, don't do anything. You're not going to hurt them, but just enough to show, like, no, You're I'm the alpha. I'm the dominant one. Yeah. Like, you listen to me. And so that's the same thing with, you know, Stray dogs as well because I literally dropped kicked one of the dogs because <laughs> it was it was yapping at, it it was like nipping at me and nipping at the girl and the girl was you know afraid she was mm -hmm. like oh, we're gonna get attacked and so I turned around I just started screaming at him and one came up and I just I just went and kicked it right in the side and I didn't kick it hard just just enough to it fell down and got up and it it stopped and then the rest of the dogs just kind of went down the alleyway and it just it stayed there with me for a little bit but it wasn't nipping at me anymore so i got a feeling that uh these uh people that are animal activists is not gonna like this uh podcast <laughs> if you're a hardcore extremist <laughs> like, if you're the al-qaeda of animal rights then you can go ahead and turn this off i don't care <laughs> I don't need you as an audience. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're not gonna like. <laughs> you're not gonna like this one. Yeah, it, but 
at that point it was either me or it or her and there was i i don't know how many there was but there's they're all different types of dogs and they're just they're in a pack more in a pack they're usually more aggressive they're more aggressive in a pack and i I wasn't going to i wasn't going to mess with that especially by a dog once i don't want to get bit by a dog in the middle of southeast asia you don't know what they have you know, I got all my shots and everything, but still, you just yeah, don't want to risk it. You don't want to risk Here, it. Here, you know, I you know, usually just jump in the car, drive away, but we don't have stray dogs. I had this many. dog chase me when I was a little kid over in, I was over in Germany, matter of fact. And I took off running, climbed up on this big, huge pole, and the thing jumped up and nipped me right on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> it got me good. No, well, I sit up there you until he was it. gone. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have. <laughs> I didn't have time. By the way, don't don't kick dogs. <laughs> That's just rude. They don't like it that much. Well, you don't want to kick a dog for nothing. I mean, my God. Yeah, if it's trying to attack you, then you show it that you're the alpha. Right. You know, you're bigger than it usually, mm-hmm. unless it's a pit bull. Then they just they don't nip. They, they, they bite. They bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but majority of the pit bulls. Well, this one that bit me was a, a Doberman. Oh, okay, okay. And it, it was fast. I had a head start on it, but I I didn't get away. He got me. The owner <coughs> came out and he said he was real sorry and everything. He whooped the dog. Yeah, well, you have to show its dominance. Yeah. It, yeah. It's you, you can't shy away from, especially an aggressive dog. You can't shy away from that. I don't well, care. We were how in much a neighborhood with a bunch of kids and having a dog chase you, and biting a kid. That well, this was back in the '60s. And nobody sued anybody, but no, especially now, in Germany. Now it would have been, man, that that guy would have been in a hell of a lot of trouble. <laughs> I don't know if it's any different in Germany, but I'm pretty sure it's roughly the same. Yeah, I would imagine, but this was different time. You know, yeah. Different time for sure. Well, you get whipped at school by the yep, teachers. We did. Yeah. I never did. Yeah. I went through my whole 12 years of never even getting a spat. We called them spats. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I had this one with, uh, with holes all in them. The, yeah, the, the paddle with the paddle holes with in the it. holes in it. Yeah, yeah, you can hear it whistle as it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not not fun. I'm happy no. they don't have that anymore. Well, my dad used to whoop me with a belt. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you learn to respect your 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 parents real fast. When yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's something that's uh, slowly fading away now. That I think that they should have. We're not aggressive, but just like the dog, like. You kick the dog, show your dominance. I right. think you should spank your kids to show well, you. yeah. Not to show your dominance, but to, to show them that. That was wrong. That was wrong. You right. shouldn't get in trouble for that. That's, that's that's my thought. That's where it's going is the parent gets in trouble for yeah. it. I, I just watched a video uh, today of kids um, on a bridge, and they were um, skateboarding. And it was a four-lane highway, and they were in the middle of oncoming traffic. And this guy slowed down 
and stopped and they wouldn't move. And he starts honking at him, honking at him. He finally got out and the kid ran and he grabbed the skateboard and threw it off the bridge. <laughs> right on. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like they, they don't they don't get that discipline. Right. So, so they think and they of course think they can get away with every anything. one of those kids had phones out when he was doing it. And he yeah. probably got in trouble. Oh, he probably did. They probably took a video of him and said yeah. this guy did this and he owes mm-hmm. us a skateboard and all this kind of stuff and they were illegally doing this. Yeah, and I don't know what town it was or whatnot, but yeah. the kids look like, you know, yeah. typical, you know, bratty. It's a lot different from when I was a kid, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it's a lot different from when I was a kid, mm-hmm. which is sad because I was a kid, what, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, that I had discipline when I was a kid for the most part. Yeah, you did. But, but you were never out of hand, though. You were my riding well, partner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could whoop you. <laughs> yeah. I want to whoop him, man. You <laughs> wouldn't want to go ride with me the next day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're at 48 minutes, and it is getting late, and you have to go to work tomorrow. So yeah. let's we'll, call it. Yeah, we'll call it good. Thanks for uh, joining me on a, on a podcast. Well, thank you for having me. We'll call me. this the uh, Timmy podcast. Okay. The Timmy cast. <laughs> yeah, I'll just... Yeah, this will be episode, probably episode three for me, although that it might be a different, I, I, I don't know how many of these I'm going to do. I'm I'm going to try to do um, a collection of them, and then while I'm on my trip, I'm like once a week, you know, post one once a week while I'm getting settled in Australia. Yeah. And then, uh, then just accumulate some, and then just once a week. And if I get too many, then it'd be twice a week. But I, I think, you know, once a week's good enough. And uh, you know, do what I'm, I like doing. Talking. Exactly. This is, yeah. This is, uh, yeah. It's a good way of doing it. It is. So it's awesome. It's the only thing I actually actively enjoy doing is, you know, like the traveling thing. Of course, is number one for me and you know communicating and having conversations so exactly but yeah so well thank you for having me yeah thanks tim this was dad tim (laughs) uncle tim whatever you want to call (laughs) so all right well till next time all right